0: You're listening to 66.6 FM, radio, radio
1: TOVH, The Flush. Well, hey there, everybody. It's me, Joe Thrashenkill. You're listening to another thrilling episode of the Toil of Hell radio show. Uh, today, I've got a full house. That's right. First up, we got the 365 Days of Horror, the Golden Boy, the Internet Sweetheart, or as we like to call him, Jordan. Jordan, how are you? I'm okay. How are you? Good. Hey, and we also got Breno. Breno, how are you doing? Good, man. A little less busy than usual. Figured I'd give you guys the moment. So, um,
0: and, and you know, I appreciate. found out today that – yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate the time. I always do. I always like chatting and I always appreciate you guys on the other end somewhere over there listening, hopefully. Uh, I found out today that Laura Dern was only 23 when she did Jurassic Park. and. Really? uh Yeah, and the the, the gentleman she worked with there, Sam Neill, was 20 years older at the time, and they were like a romantic pair in that movie.
1: They were supposed to be a romantic pair in that movie? Yeah, weren't they?
2: Kind of. It's one of those will they or won't they things in the 90s that was real big. But uh, she does look older than she was at the time. It's kind of like how people look back towards Cheers or Seinfeld and – now, like Jason Alexander was 29 years old when Seinfeld started Jesus. and he looked like he was 45.
1: Yeah. People used to to look different. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's all the uh, the, the soy that uh, big government's putting in the food or whatever. But I feel like uh, our, our nation's actors uh, look a good uh, 20 years younger now.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, it's like if you ever go back and look at old movies, they showcase what they considered total babes at the time. And uh, I feel like people had fundamentally different physiques
1: and bodies and faces back then. It's not just movies. And it's sports, too. If you look like at professional yeah. athletes who were in their early 20s from like 1970 to 1980, these guys are 45 years old. Something in the water.
0: Something in the water. Um, they, they, they either fixed it or made it worse. Less smoking,
2: less charcoal broiled meats, and an emphasis on exercise and health and that sort of thing and i think once you hit a certain age just Hollywood gets
0: rid of you now oh, yeah that's true i think i think in the case of cheers it was definitely a tanning bed sort of situation um especially in the, the lead roles and such
1: but Wait, how, uh, how old was carla supposed to be on 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 cheers 30s yeah. i think she was 30s in real life but she came off as like
2: 40s or 50s yeah
1: she she was definitely a little bit more haggard looking than you know than some of the other folks on there but then again you had uh was it norm the 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 was it norm george went uh he uh he he was pretty young in that and again did not did not look at it at all
0: yeah yeah i mean a lot of people don't know this but right now um ozzy osborne's 36 so yeah, yeah <laughs>
1: that's,
0: that's just what metal does to you yeah it's true He's just uh, like
1: a reverse Benjamin button. Yeah, exactly. Uh so I, I did not how old was Laura Dern in in Wild at Heart? Cuz I feel like that came out around the same time and she definitely looked like a teenager in that movie. It was a little bit, a little bit weird. A little bit off-putting movie. Yeah. Good, well, good I mean, movie. I guess
0: I guess because in Jurassic Park she played like, you know, a scrappy paleontologist and wasn't expected to put on a lot of makeup and she had to look kind of more rugged than in the other film. So,
1: uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just, maybe,
0: maybe this is more movie magic than we're giving it credit for.
1: That's true. That's true. Uh, un- unrelated. Uh, my wife, uh, follows Sam Neill on the internet and she shows me all of his posts where apparently he spent his, uh, he's spending his, uh, his golden years now, uh, like making wine and, and hanging out with his pet pigs. And it just seems like a delightful life. <laughs> That's all I want. Just yeah, I want Sam Neil to have the best. I want
0: we got to protect Sam Neil. There's nothing wrong with him. You know, it wasn't his decision to do Jurassic Park in his 40s? Yeah, um, with a much younger woman. That's not that wasn't his call, man. Guys got to make the bag. You know, it's true.
2: It's true. It's all, just, it's all just the front for the event horizon showing up in a couple of years in our atmosphere. <laughs>
1: I can't wait for that personally. Uh, I've been practicing Latin to, uh, to understand the, uh, the cryptic clips left around by uh, researchers on, on their vessel uh, so I can get a better vibe of the, uh, the horror that's coming. Uh, speaking of the horror that's coming, uh, we got a few stories for you today. <laughs> How's that? How do you like that? Is that a good segue?
0: Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, boss. It well, was great.
1: You don't get the full-throated segue. You get yeah segue. All right, well, Segway. It's a minor segue, but it's a segue nonetheless. Uh, got a got a few things we want to talk about on this one. Uh, first off, uh, can, can we talk a little bit about in inflation in this economy? Uh, it's hitting some of us harder than others. Uh, you know, our our nation's beloved classic rock uh, VJs. Uh, seem to be bearing the brunt of this uh, with this tweet that you pointed out from uh, one Eddie Trunk uh, Jordan Uh, do do, do, do you want to uh, give us some details on this he paid $40
2: for a chicken parm sandwich at a bar and is (laughs) mad about it
1: I mean I would be too fucking $40 sandwich get the fuck out of here (laughs) yeah
0: well he's not including the seven troopers he kicked back on the fucking bill (laughs)
1: Um, I've never in my life considered paying $40 for a sandwich. Have you guys? So not at a bar.
0: No, I mean, you could, it's, it's conceivable if you order something like DoorDash, which is the greatest scam ever, ever allowed to continue throughout like
1: our economic history. It's worse than anything. It's just, I, I have never ordered DoorDash or Postmates or any of those things because I know what the prices are. So when I see like, you know, all the people in New York City on the timeline talking about getting that shit for dinner every night. I'm like, how much money do you have, dude? It's, it's, it's just it's it's
0: born out of complete laziness for most people like you. You can go get your food yourself. A lot of us who are ordering on DoorDash. I, I don't I don't think that we're like the motor vehicle list generation. We like to put ourselves off as I just think we're, you know, the lazy shut in generation. We truly are. And so great thing about DoorDash is. You know, you don't have to go drive 13 minutes to the closest Taco Bell, sit in the drive through for seven entire minutes and, you know, talk to some teenager who hopefully gets your order right. No, no, you can pay $68 to get, I don't know, $26 worth of Taco Bell shipped directly to your door from some teenager that you can't trust anyway.
1: I'm just throwing it out there, but, like, you can get the the raw ingredients to make a taco at home in a fraction of the time and cost. (laughs) All right, Martha Stewart.
0: I get it. Fine. Like, I don't – have you – dude, the the, the tacos at home meme is the thing, Okay. Like, what, are you going to get ground beef and you're going to put adobo seasoning on it and then you're going to use, like, an El Paso shell that just cracks apart in your mouth? Now I want that greasy, awful, specifically like oatmeal mixture, terrible beef they have at
1: Taco Bell. That's what I want. It's a specific thing. So, I can't I uh, can't deny uh, that Taco Bell does slap. Uh, I, I had a, a patient at the hospital the other day who was due for um, like c- cardiac surgery the next day. I walked into his room and his wife had brought him a fat sack of Taco Bell tacos. <laughs> I couldn't even get mad, and I'm like, that looks good as shit, dude. I guess if you might (laughs) die tomorrow, like, sure, why not? (laughs) I think that's a good final meal. I think
0: so. Um, Um, But but yeah, so so DoorDash is a killer. Uber is a killer. All of these, like, gig economy things that are made to to make us very comfortable and and cozy in our homes uh, and and avoid the terrible jungles of society – all of these things cost double
1: what they usually would cost, and we just got it ourselves. And it, it sucks because, like, it's not going to like the the guy who's making your taco or the guy who's delivering your taco. It's going nope. to you know, <laughs> you know, uh, this this Eddie Trunk thing here. It says it's amazing how much everything costs right now. I just paid forty dollars for a chicken parm at a bar. Gas records high. Utility bills ridiculous. Air slash central. Sorry, fuck, I can't read. Air slash car rental insane. Lucky I have a good gig, but truly feel for people who aren't as fortunate because this is insane. You know who else has a good gig? The guy selling chicken parm sandwiches for $40 a pop. Yeah, I feel like... I feel like they just saw a sucker. Like they saw a pigeon ready yeah. to get plucked on this one.
0: <laughs> that's that's got to be a New York City thing,
1: it's surely, not, right?
0: Yeah, I can't I can't see that happening anywhere else in the rest of the country. That's and one of those
2: major time, could, things. If you're in New York City, you can go to any corner pizza place and get a much better chicken form for a lot cheaper. So this is all on cheap. Eddie Trunk for that one.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. Um, but uh, still, at uh, the same time. Uh, he, he is uh, a fool for paying $40 for a chicken parm, but he is not entirely inaccurate that this inflation is out of control. Uh, I, uh, I don't uh, drive very much on purpose. Uh, I just go to you know, like the hospital and back home uh, because gas prices are out of control. Uh, grocery prices are out of control, and I'm told that everything else is too. Uh, has that been your experience as well? So it, it's like it, it's such a strange thing, I say,
0: because if you are some teenager right now and you want to work at like a Burger King like the jobs we used to have when we were really young and we would make, what, six dollars an hour, seven dollars an hour. five fifteen for me. Five <laughs> fifteen <laughs> in a good old Texas. Yeah. Uh, right now you can go get those jobs for 15, 16, 17 fucking dollars an hour. And uh, I I talk to much younger people about this and the first thing they say is, well, inflation, inflation, you know, and uh, all of the cool shit, all of the cool stuff that you want to get when you're a teenager is either cheaper or the same price as it was when I was a kid. Video games, video game
1: consoles. To be fair, they did did raise the cost of video games by ten dollars.
0: No, I, I, fairness has nothing to do with it. I just brought home a 55-inch 4K television for $220. You, I would have owned the fucking world if I had $15 an hour back when I was like 17 years old.
1: Well, let me, let me put it this, see, this it way. it at my mom's house. The, the cost everything. of consumer goods in terms of like televisions or video games is either fell off or stayed relatively the same. But let me give you this example. I went to the grocery store next to my house, like a standard grocery store, not like a fancy one. And they had uh, bags of apples up at the front, like, hey, take home a bag of apples. And I was like, okay, I need a, I need to get apples. I will take this bag of apples. I go up to checkout. That bag of apples was $29. So you know what I came home with? Not a bag of apples. <laughs> Where the fuck how did much, you find it?
2: How much would it have been if you just got them out of the bag on your own?
1: Uh, it would but, have been cheaper,
2: yeah. right? Because it's by the pound. You surely, surely. Up, yeah.
1: But at uh, th- the same time, like, you know, I, I, I'm I a man who has bought a bag of apples in my day. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, right I, but
0: OK, the bag of apples, the utility bills, the gasoline. I mean, most of that, that's mom's problem, right? <laughs> You're 60 cents a no,
1: Yeah, that's no, we can put it that funny. way. <laughs>
0: So that's the point I'm making: is that you 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 got the slick Jordans right now, you can you can get the drip on all the Supreme gear you could possibly fucking want. If you're a 16, 17 year old who wants to go get a job right now, now's the time, man.
1: Like, uh,
0: spend money while it's okay to spend.
1: All right, I guess that is a, an opposing point of view, uh, but it is a valid one. Uh, well, right. lem- let me put it to you this way: here's another piece of inflation news that I saw today. Is trolling the the pro audio forums as I do? <laughs> People think that's a. Are joke. Are you the but, youngest
2: person on there by about forty years?
1: It, yeah, probably. People think this is a, a joke or whatever, but I do like to check out like message boards for specific, you know, like things. Like I, I, I follow a number of message boards for like recording technology or you know guitars and stuff like that. Uh, because I, I guess feel like I those like,
0: are the only. Those are the only audio like the, the only forums left are things like talkbase.com. Yeah,
1: because it's there's, all like 70-year-old no men. And I I apparently like to talk to those guys because, you know, that's where I'm on the boards. Um but there is a, a forum I found uh this week uh, that called out a uh a video on YouTube that I did not watch because again, I I don't wanna I don't, I just don't do that. I wanted to have the old men describe it for me. <clears throat> but uh, UMG, that would be Universal Music Group. You guys familiar with them?
0: Yeah. They own every record label.
1: Yeah, that's one of the like three record labels. Um, yeah, really. They um, <clears throat> put out uh, a new UPC uh, guide this week. So this went out to basically every music retailer uh, in the country that their vinyl prices, that is to say, all the vinyl records uh, attached to a UMG label, are getting priced 10 to fifteen dollars higher. So your new records coming out on UMG are going to start between forty five and sixty dollars. Oh God, that's bad. That's not good. That's not good at all, is That's it That's not good? no uh, I understand that you know there is uh, kind of a monopoly in terms of like record pressing plants, and that there are relatively few uh, companies that can basically jostle control of those pressing plants away from your band <laughs> and get their shit printed. <laughs> uh, so this seems like it's a natural outcome, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is why you're not famous, by the way. It's their fault. Um, so I, I, I do. I am familiar with a lot of the the things that are being pressed by UMG, and a ton of them are, you know, repressings of records that came out forty, fifty years ago. The kind of thing that you can go to your local used bookstore and buy the original pressing of for roughly a dollar fifty. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, Michael Jackson's Thriller. I love this one.
1: Yeah. I I know for a fact that there's a ton of a ton of suckers out there that will drop sixty dollars for Thriller or Fleetwood Max Rumors or any number of things that there are more original copies of than like yeah. <laughs> microplastics in your water. Yeah, uh, rumors
0: are a good one, yeah.
1: But uh, but like, is it gonna be enough to like justify this or? Jordan, you you suggested this. Like, is it just going to be a thing that this is what things cost now, regardless?
2: Yeah, it's uh, we're going to see this a lot with all the inflation that's going on now, and hey, maybe a recession. We'll see what happens, but uh, we're going to get to the point where we're paying four dollars for gas for so long, five dollars for gas that once things do eventually sort of level off, it's just going to stay that way. I mean I'm still old enough to remember when gas costs like a dollar 20. Yeah. But in the ensuing Bush years and from then on $3, $4 for gas, it's like yeah, that's what it is now. What are you going to do about it and that's going to happen across the board and with vinyl, I'm sure that's gonna happen too, and there's gonna be people that are more than happy to pay it. I mean, how many shows ago did we talk about Tool fans dropping hundreds and hundreds of dollars for the five-set Fear Inoculum box set nonsense? They'll do it with this stuff too. Oh, we we really got to get this thing that you can just steal online,
0: <laughs> and that's the thing too, isn't it? Is um, YouTube is free. <laughs> Uh Spotify more or less is free, Apple music, et etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. And if you want to pay a premium on any of these, I don't know you you can really like just get as much music as you can possibly listen to in extremely high quality forever for I don't know five, six, seven months for the price you would pay for uh, one copy of Lord's latest album from the Warner Music Group. Or the Universal Music Group. See,
1: there, same shit. There is another way of looking at this as well. Like, yeah, with things like gas, with things like apples, people people buy them because uh, they need them. Well, they need gas. They might not. Eat, well, everybody needs an apple. A fucking apple. Fucking apple, man. There's gonna be twenty three bucks a bag. It's. I'd rather pay forty dollars for a chicken parm. <laughs> um, but with something like vinyl, which is as you've pointed out, Breno, kind of like, you know, a contrivance in uh, today's modern listening economy. Yeah. Could this be the thing that like just completely blows up the market for it where people are like, I'm not fucking paying forty five dollars, sixty dollars for the latest record from Lord.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, now it's becoming a thing where if something becomes too expensive for the average peon to own, it now becomes a status symbol to buy it. And it seems like – like, for instance, we are selling more houses than ever right now, even though houses have never been more astronomically high in price. More people are buying them. It's a supply and demand thing. And somehow the demand does not cease even though the price goes up. There's always going to be a guy with a bigger bag than yours. And we're going to start seeing people like influencing on Instagram with, oh, I bought the latest – Adele record on on vinyl, and I know that you guys just listen to it on Spotify and lower quality or whatever. But uh, as you can see, I have the limited box set, and uh, if if you need to know the price, then you can't even afford it. And, uh, it's just it looks it, it
2: looks great in my one bedroom twenty
1: thousand dollar apartment. Yeah, it's great.
0: Yeah, do you see my purple LEDs glowing behind me?
1: See the the housing thing is an interesting comparison though, because that is. Uh, kind of a, an odd economic case in that you've got uh, huge investment groups like BlackRock, you know, buying up everything that they possibly can. Whereas with vinyl, I mean, I guess technically you could have <laughs> some group trying to inflate the prices even further, but it seems less yeah. necessary than like the loan investment vehicle that I can also live in.
0: <laughs> For sure. And I, I mean, one thing we can say about the whole BlackRock controversy and everything is that a lot of those like a lot of those purchases are happening in like major metro areas or where the housing market is really hot uh but it shouldn't be happening in shitholes like the areas i'm from i shouldn't (laughs) be seeing like these 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 like fucking one bedroom ranches that should only go for a hundred thousand to a hundred fifty thousand dollars now listing for four hundred four hundred fifty thousand dollars in fucking westfield massachusetts like go fuck yourself who wants to live there so i i don't know man like the the trend is so crazy and i see like i said i see more people on facebook that are complete losers who shouldn't be buying a house just just buying them right now i don't know if they think they have to do that because they think they're never going to get a house again if they don't buy one right now because of the way the market is i i don't know what What's wrong with your cozy apartment just hanging out and waiting it out? I, I don't see the problem here. You know, just you're you're going to end up on the hook with your bank for fucking two hundred more thousand dollars than you would have if you just waited a year or two when this whole thing comes crashing down.
1: I don't know. I think a lot of people uh, have <clears throat> a concept in their minds. I certainly do. That, uh the prices won't uh, come down on housing because now that they're they're owned by, you know, multi-billion dollar investment groups who who can wait out anything and they'll charge whatever they want so yeah right but
0: again you're in cool parts of texas uh we're not so i can see where you're getting that information like okay all these um major investment firms are are buying all these houses to flip them for astronomical prices because yeah absolutely that's happening in places like austin and dallas new york city philadelphia los angeles of course of course of course but uh, these guys are not touching the rest of the country that is going through the exact same fucking thing. Um, think and much actually, more yeah, non-sensical, think they'll, they'll so. cut
1: bait on Westfield, Massachusetts
0: <laughs> or anywhere. Springfield, fucking uh, East Longmeadow, like these just shoot, these shitty nowhere towns. Um, they're all going through the same thing right now. And in the same way, you're going to have people paying 50, 60, 70 dollars for vinyl, maybe even more because, you know, these things are going to be limited quantity and you have to get them on eBay to get them. Uh, it's like the PlayStation 5. That shit should be available for 400, 500 bucks. <laughs> you still have to pay 800 dollars just to own the fucking thing. And then it becomes a status symbol. It becomes the, hey, look at this conversation piece I have. You walked into my house I bought way too much money for, and you saw my PlayStation 5 that I paid $1,200 for because I'm the fucking man. And in the same way, I have a $70 uh, copy of Adele's 30, and you should believe that my dick is enormous.
1: And I've probably got like three copies of Fleetwood Max Rumors. I'm going to see if I can flip those for 60 a piece. <laughs>
0: Good on you. Um but that's that's my piece is that a lot of this stuff is just speculative insanity and there there shouldn't be a shortage right now and uh, we are we are creating one out of monkey brained
1: insanity. Uh I think speculation is a good uh word to describe the entire uh economy at the moment. Uh before we move on, I would like to take a brief moment uh, to address something that we have addressed in several episodes, uh, and I, we just haven't had a chance to get around to it. Uh, I wanted to take a moment and call out every single uh, musician uh, by name uh, who got involved in the crypto or NFT game and just say, I fucking told you so, you piece of shit. It's over. Fuck you.
0: Um. Yeah. I don't know. It'll come back, man. You got to buy in the dip. You know, you you, you get Cardano now for 26 cents. uh, Maybe that'll be $26 and you'll you'll, you'll get out of your job. It'll happen. (laughs) It's going to happen. It's going to happen, brother. Hold on to Shiba Inu. You know, now you can buy 78 million of it. And when it goes up to a dollar, you'll be a 78 millionaire, right? You'd be an idiot not to. You'd be an idiot not to.
1: Yeah, I'm Um, buying the dip. My cheeks are packed with fresh cope long cut. (laughs) I have ape coin. (laughs) <laughs> for for as far
0: as the eye I can see you know i'm very poor when it comes to american dollars but when it comes to ape coin when it comes to monkey boy coin i am i am a fucking landlord you understand um one thing i do want to talk about before we get out the subject of the economy is jordan you sent us uh this this very fine piece of craftsmanship in the comment section do you want to do you want to talk a bit about that
2: well, if you're listening to a $60, 70 $80 record, you might as well do it in style. How about a Metallica limited edition turntable that's shaped like their stupid, sh- what is it, shuriken throwing star <laughs> It's the tribal logo.
0: shuriken from the <laughs> 90s, yeah.
2: And would you like to know how much this limited edition Metallica turntable is going for? Please.
0: Can I guess? Can I guess? You can guess. Seven hundred and forty dollars more. Get no the way. fuck out of here. Um nine hundred dollars? More. A thousand dollars? One thousand
2: five hundred and ninety-nine dollars. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, dude.
0: Why?
2: Why? That's insane. Because it's metallica and they can.
0: What's it made out of? Onutanium.
2: <laughs> Project uh, is thrilled to preview the new special edition Metallica Artist Series turntable, designed and handmade in Europe. The Metallica team chose Project as their collaborative partner to create a Metallica themed record player, continuing the brand the the brand's proud tradition of collaborating with artists. Project design team treated the surface of the new turntable with a mirror-finished metal logo contour to give the player its distinctive look, a bold aesthetic that resonates with the iconic rock band. The S-shaped tone arm comes with a pre-installed Picket S2C integrated cartridge and head shell, but allows for easy cartridge swapping via the detachable assembly. Tracking force, anti-skating, and VTA are fully adjustable for fine-tuning and position. the metallic a limited edition turntable is a true audiophile investment. I have no idea what I just read.
0: Investment. Well, I, I appreciate. I appreciate how they uh, named their company after how Canadians say "project." Like that's great. Number one. I am just just out of pure curiosity. I googled uh, "project" and tried to find what some of the prices are for their turntables that don't look like the worst tattoo you've ever gotten. And, uh, I mean, it's, they're, they're up there, they're expensive, but it's like
1: 500, 400, yeah. 600. So for years, like the internet recommendation for a base model, like higher quality turntable is like the project three, which is like a $500 record player. Yeah. Which is still, still dumb. I yeah. still think that's dumb. It is. dumb. I think if you get the,
0: if you get the audio technical one that comes, that's a hundred bucks and it's it's perfect. It plays the fucking record. I don't know what magic you hear through the dollars you spend, but it sounds incredible. Put some fucking nice speakers on it, you're set. Um $500 for a turntable is uh, is obnoxious. 600, 700 is worse. 1000 is worse. Uh 1000 is inexcusable already, right? So to to bring it up that high in price and this is MSRP. This is what the company expects you to pay for this. This isn't just some guy jacking it up on eBay as a limited edition something. This is what okay. This is a sixteen hundred dollar turntable. This is what this is worth. I do they have like one. It.
2: They have one for sale that's four thousand dollars.
0: As I'm scrolling, I see one that's twenty five hundred. Yeah, a Project Ortofon Century turntable. I do like. What's it, it made the... out of? Orphan blood like what is why is it so expensive
1: I like that the copy calls out that it's made in Europe as a like a selling point it doesn't say where in Europe like get an authentic Russia. serbian made <laughs> record player kazakhstani record player yeah uh, the probably, finest craftsman
2: in Bosnia That's not
0: <laughs> I don't know maps um, I, I can
1: barely get to Boston sometimes um, yeah, way too much money. That, too seem, much. that seems absurd to me. Got to, got to be honest with you uh, But you know what? As we just called out in our previous conversation, there is a sucker out there for this. Um, YouTube is free, okay? YouTube is free. It's still free. I, I guess if you're kind of you're the kind of guy who's going to spend like five thousand dollars on those new BC Rich models, like just because you have to have a really pointy guitar, this might be the record player for you. Like I have not seen a get a record player this pointy in all my life. So, if you if you got to have pointy expensive things, it makes sense. I mean, yeah, I see those instruments like the really jagged
0: ridiculous ones at the custom shops made by Jackson, BC Rich, etc., and I'm just I'm always wondering, who is that guy? Who is this for? Do we have like extreme snowboarding dentists out there?
1: I mean, I know a bunch of dudes that, like, you know, are slobbering over them, but, like, none that have $5,000 to actually spend on it.
0: <laughs> I mean, think of what a McLaren looks like, and it makes a little more sense, right?
1: I guess so. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I uh, <laughs> I, uh, I worked at, uh, sorry, I, li- I lived in a really shitty rundown uh, apartment complex, and, uh, uh, you know, it, it was, you know, Rent at this place because they were old, shitty, you know, roach-infested units was you know, less than a thousand dollars a month, which was pretty hard to find in in Austin. Uh, and there was a guy that was uh, parking in this awful uh pothole in infested lot. Uh, his his Lotus. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: pretty sweet. Hey, granted, you can get a cheap Lotus. You really oh, can, can
1: you?
0: Yeah, they're. They're impossible to fix so they they were really cheap on the used market for a little while Which is probably why he had one like lotus is the is is the is the everyman supercar. Okay in um, okay. the fact that they're not very fast so That's either here nor there. Uh, let's do a quick round table and uh, let's let's discuss Exactly which $60 vinyl record you guys would play on the fifteen hundred sixteen hundred dollar Metallica tribal shuriken tattoo record player from project. Okay. Uh,
1: Jordan, you, you first, Jordan, what do you, what would you play on it? Lulu. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're lucky if you can get a vinyl copy of that for less than a hundred. What do you think, Joe? Uh, Chuck Mangione's feels so good.
0: Uh, the uh, single My Bologna by Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs>
2: um, you going to watch the movie uh, about Weird Al?
1: I don't know. Is it like a biopic? It's a fake biopic. So it's What's got, a fake biopic? It's It's got, um, shit, what is his name? Uh, the kid that played Andrew Harry Radcliffe. Potter. Yeah, Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe, yeah. Uh, as, as a Playing young Weird Al, uh, you know, making his way through the, through the music industry. Uh, I thought
0: we just called those biopics, like when the actors act out the... Yeah, but like all, of, all the shit.
1: shit that they're doing is completely fake. <laughs> like none of it is oh. like autobiographical.
0: Okay. I feel like, uh, I feel like Weird Al has already kind of done plenty of hilarious fake bits about his personal life. Back in the day, in like the '90s, like he had the the black blind grandfather that he was uh, showcasing in his um like Christmas specials and such. Do you guys remember any of that, or am I just no. having a fever dream? No, no. To be fair, Weird Al Yankovic's content is a fever dream. So I I know I remember on the Disney Channel he had these really insane um just shows where he would go, go with his like go meet his family and his family was just all like not really his family and messed up and that kind of stuff and he would like eat a hamster <laughs> harry the wonder hamster mm, he just eat it on the camera i, I want to see this now really bad yeah, I think, uh, I think for a bonus show, we should discuss. But uh, we can move on. We can get back to metal music. The guys in the St. shirts are listening, and they're upset. So
1: let's get back to it. All right, all right. They're always upset. They're always <laughs> – yeah. Okay. Um, one last note on the economy uh, before we move on to things that are not the economy. Uh, you pointed this out to me, uh, Jordan. A sign of how tough things are now uh, is that um, – Vince Neil uh, was starring in a commercial for a payday loan company. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's like the bottom of the barrel. That's I need money desperately, and I'm a faded celebrity. It's like uh, you'll see commercials with like JJ Walker saying reverse mortgages are dynamite. Oh yeah. It's really fucking sad.
1: Yeah, man. I, I you would not believe how many uh, how many of those I've seen at the hospital. <laughs>
0: kicks
1: I mean, down the hot with a 12% APR oh you're lucky if you get away with Alex,
2: that. Alex Trebek did them Joe Namath did them I think Bowser from Shauna Na has done them fuck yeah and it's just it's, it's just preying on old people just to get them to completely screw themselves over for their, their twilight years
1: um Vince Neil you know um seems like uh he might be going through some tough times i gotta i gotta wonder how much money this dude has made throughout his career and like if it w- just save like a few dollars he wouldn't have to be doing this and i, I guess i'd rather him do these than
2: sing because yeah, that's, that's not working out for him anymore
0: well i'm sure if you're used to having like like 20 40 60 million dollars in your account and you start seeing like six seven million dollars in your account hey man you gotta pay those taxes every year on that shit so um yeah I, th- I think we're gonna see more and more washed up rockers doing things that they're not exactly proud of doing um the guys from rage against the machine do it all the time
1: <laughs> um anyway it's vince neal's money and he needs it now uh, and Ric Flair is another one who
2: just woo. will do anything just because I think he's on his fifth divorce and has serious alcoholic-based health problems. I and mean, he's done, like, I think auto glass stuff and uh, North Carolina lottery. And he's he might get back in the ring for another match. Oh,
1: and he's in – he's like 73. Ugh. Nobody wants to see that. Well, I mean, um, I guess somebody does.
0: I I, I want to see him go up against Terry Funk or someone who I don't know is dead or not.
2: Terry Funk's still alive, but he also has health problems. <laughs> the <laughs> best the best you could hope for is Ricky Steamboat, who's still in amazing shape. But yeah, he recently said no, he's not going to take part in it. So uh, I don't know. You'll probably get some young guy who just bounces around as an aged Ric Flair on two bad hips, just slightly slaps you in the chest.
0: You're like staying Goldberg back in there. And, um,
2: Sting's in his sixties.
1: Yeah. Well, he looks it. When I was a kid, yeah, you know, I always thought the two coolest things that you could do were be like either a rock musician or a pro wrestler. And uh, you know, I gotta say the last several years have shown me maybe that maybe it was not that cool, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look at the guys that were both. Uh yeah. I can think of one and boy, I would not want to be living his life.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, Chris Jericho but then uh, you got uh, Andy Williams from Every Time I Die yeah, he seems to be doing a lot better in
1: both yeah he's and well, the misfits uh, uh, yeah too. Uh, ICP actually they, uh, they they did pretty well with it uh, but I mean again they're, they're getting up there in years and have major health problems I guess the big thing is just don't get old that's the big thing yeah here.
0: make sure to die of a drug overdose during you know your peak times and you'll be set
1: yeah yeah, If we could all just plan that out, we'll all be okay. That might be the, the government plan for uh, Medicare. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, speaking of drugs, we got to talk about this next comment. Okay. What do you got? Drugs and,
2: consp- drugs and conspiracy
0: theories. Yeah, drugs and conspiracy I like theories. both. What um, can I say? Those two things, uh, it's like peanut butter and jelly. Yeah.
1: Uh, I like, like to expand uh, my mind with uh, with a little bit of drug, a little bit of conspiracy.
0: Yeah. Uh, typically ones that are harmful to uh, real populations of the earth. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, Serbs. <laughs> <laughs> what is our problem with Serbia today? Know. They, <laughs> they know what they did.
1: Pig dogs. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: like working in the expensive turntable factory in their tracksuits.
1: Uh, what do you got? What's, uh, what's hitting all of those topics all at once? Ah, uh, do I mean, just saying his name
0: out loud, I, I feel like it's, it's, it's warranted that people will click out of the episode, but, uh, you guys, you guys remember old Matt Pike, don't you?
1: Yeah. Uh, the last time I thought seriously about Matt Pike was when he had to cancel a show that I had bought tickets for, uh, because he had just lost a toe due to poor diabetes management. (laughs) Yeah. And he, uh, he was at the, uh, the Grammys with said
0: injury and he hobbled up to the stage and accepted his reward, uh, with a, you know, fully clothed, I should say, much to everybody's chagrin. Um, he, he did not show up shirtless as we all had anticipated. Uh, NPR.org um, just a few days ago had published an article. Uh, yeah, May 19th. It just came out. And uh, the uh, headline is, Can Matt Pike Face the Music? He was just a heavy metal wild man saying wild things until one day he wasn't. Hmm.
1: Uh, we'll, we'll get into that. I just want to say that it is very odd that this piece is coming out in NPR of all places. NPR. Yeah. I I know that they have pretty robust music coverage from time to time. Uh, It's just uh, I got a salty taste in my mouth with NPR after the last five years or so. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's been pretty bad. And this is a
0: long read. This is like a, a very long, long form article, like a lot of NPR stuff. So if you're not that interested you, you don't have to read it, but it gets into quite a bit of detail about his life and legacy and the things he's done and certainly the things he's said.
2: Well, So well, before we go on, uh, there was an article that came out back in February that we were going to talk about, and it's just – things kept happening, and it was like, well, maybe we'll talk about it this week. And it was an article about Matt Pike. Uh, the article is called "Blunt Trauma," and very clever. Uh, in the quietness, that this NPR article is based partially off of, um, it was a lot of it was talking about um, just Matt Pike in general, but how he has his new project, his solo stuff, Pike versus the Automaton, which I don't think anyone cares about.
1: Never. Do you guys care it.
2: about it? No. Yeah, I don't care. It's you know even if you're a fan of sleep or high on fire this is like weird even for that and one of the things that that article touched on um specifically was his conspiracy th- theorist beliefs and his dabbling in what david ick david icky. Is that his name. yeah icky um and some of the things that he said in it were like for me i'm not uh, i'm just not a fan of sleep or high on fire just never anything i ever really listened to beyond devolution that song is just i know nothing about the guy he's the guy who doesn't wear a shirt and he's very sweaty and his teeth are fucked up and this article just kind of brought some of that stuff to the forefront where like in his latest music video for pike versus the automaton a song that's called alien slut mom that's a hmm. uh,
1: huh okay
2: yeah um there's a thank you section at the end of his like seven minute video where he thanks like sam raimi jeff bezos jimmy superfly snooka for some reason we're two <laughs> out of three on this one <laughs> <laughs> and it's always worth pointing out that jimmy snooka murdered his girlfriend in the 80s oh. and there's a whole documentary
0: on it all right okay. so a home run then and david ike
2: which, if you don't know about this guy, you're not sticking around for seven minutes to watch the credits. You'd, you wouldn't know about this stuff. But this article points that out, and there was a, a number of quotes that uh, would raise a lot of eyebrows. Just kind of talking about conspiracy theories and just kind of his weird little political – how he like considers himself an anarchist libertarian, which –
1: That's uh, it, generally it a also huge, st- huge red flag. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> And uh, if you wouldn't mind, I've pulled out just a couple of quotes from that, and then we can get into this NPR article, if that's okay.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, It's not even subjective. It's just not true. Everything's so quantum. Anything that's threatening, you know what? You know what's true? It's when they call it, quote, misinformation. Then you know it's true, because that's what they're scared of anybody knowing, or, quote, debunked. That's been debunked. Anything that's like that, you're being lied to completely. I mean, it's fucking obvious, but we don't see that. And we keep watching, keep doing, get the ratings up there. Yeah. And um, just another quote. I'm the closet thing too, politically speaking, I guess, an anarchist libertarian. I just don't want to be fucked with hate. And, I don't want to be fucked with, and I hate fucking people who tell me what I can and can't do. I want to live free and I don't want a fucking answer to government or some cop or some fucking dickhead who thinks they have better fucking morals than me. Go work a day, you know? I put hard work into what I do. I try to speak the truth about how I understand the world. There's a lot of fucking nonsense going on. Nonsense. Makes it really hard for the rest of us to make real art. Don't tell me
1: how to live.
2: He goes on, start wearing a helmet or go out into the fucking jungle, dude. Go out in the forest and see how the cougar feels about you walking around with its cubs. And tell me what's fair. After it fucking mauls your neck off and bites your face off. Or perhaps you could win that. Fucking some jujitsu dude, like, killed the fucking cougar by fucking strangling it to death. Well, is that fair to the cougar? What you the know, fuck, dude? Yeah, it, I'm just reading what he was saying.
0: <laughs> I believe it, yeah.
1: Yeah,
2: it didn't expect that. It expected a victim. So, you know, fairness, that's a limited thing. The universe doesn't pass that out all the time. It's fucking hardship for everybody, dude. It's fine. It's not a walk in the park. It doesn't matter what or who you are, what sex you are, you know. Things aren't handed to everybody. So that's from this Quietus article that um, talks at least a little bit. It hints a little bit at some of this – more of this outlandish kind of thinking he has and this David Ikey thinking about like – I'm going with Icky. I
0: like Icky. (laughs) Icky Icky is good too. And I just want to interject before you continue that uh, Mm -hmm. anyone listening, for legal reasons – Jiu Jitsu is not a, a good enough amount of training to take on a very powerful multi hundred pound heavy apex predator out in the woods. Okay, just 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 so you know.
1: I we
2: don't if know. If you ever that. plop down in the jungle, it's your kumite is not gonna work. Yeah, yeah. We don't know that. I wanna see somebody prove us wrong. I've watched all the scenes of Cobra Kai. I think I'll be okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, I um uh
0: I, I i've seen hard target where john claude van damme punches a snake unconscious it's very it, like, simple to do
1: in a slightly different universe after ufc like two they would they would have gone to just fighting animals <laughs> fair fair all right jordan continue
2: yeah and so so that article like mostly touched on this stuff talking about how uh some of um Matt Pike's lyrics mention, like, lizard people and controlling, and that's all part of uh, Icky's just anti-Semitism, just rampant, rampant hatred of Jews and talking about how they're lizard people and they're controlling the government and 9-11 was because of Israel and all this just complete nonsense hatred. And that's why people get upset about this because – there's not gray area with this guy. It's not hushed overtones, and people can kind of interpret sort of things. And well, I don't see it that. Way. It's like no, this is what it is. So when that article came out, there was backlash towards Matt Pike, obviously, and with good reason. To the point where I think Bandcamp was going to come out with a very fluffy article about him and scrapped it, and that led Pike further down this. Uh, This inevitable road of digging deeper into conspiracy theories and digging his heels in and complaining about cancel culture and freedom of speech, which has led to this article by Grayson haver from NPR, which really digs into things that he believes and makes things a whole lot worse.
0: Yeah, I mean – Deep, deep, deep into this article, I'm talking like three-fourths of the way down. You, you, you do definitely get into it um, in terms of the anti-Semitic stuff. And on one side of his mouth, uh, Matt Pike admits and defends himself and says, I am not an anti-Semite. I'm actually not okay if there's not Jewish people in my life. Uh, he says, I'm not racist. I'm not anything. I'm Matt Pike. I'm trying to make the world a better place through my music. And then despite all that, he uh, goes off in conversations about Zionist bankers and literally says out loud Jewish bankers in terms of, you know, what's controlling the population and what's controlling the government, things like that, um, which is how the Holocaust fucking happened. The, so it, it's, it's a not blood like blood libel. Is, is that what that's yeah. called? <laughs> <laughs> it's, a big, it's a big fucking thing to start getting into. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like I, I like. Jordan's a Jewish buddy, but I can't just check the box on that one. I can't have Jordan as a friend and then just go around talking shit like this. It's it's like
2: a separation of, well, I'm, I'm not talking about the good ones. I'm talking about these evil people <laughs> of this specific group building upon hundreds and hundreds of years of anti-Semitism and, and cliches and conspiracy theories. It's... When reading this, I thought of this is the same thing that modern Holocaust denial people tend to do where they – and I'm not saying that you know Matt Pike is intentionally doing this. I think this is based off of what he's been reading and who he's been listening to. It's saying that, well, we don't think that the Holocaust didn't happen. We think it did happen just not as bad as what everyone else is saying. It's not six million, it's only 300,000. And the reason that they do this is to not sound as unreasonable as previous generations of Holocaust deniers do. Because if you hear someone say, well, this didn't happen, you can immediately dismiss them. They're trying to sound more reasonable, it's the same thing with this. We're not saying all are bad, just this invisible person that we came up with in our head to get mad about. and that's kind of like where this left me and you know seeing some people saying well well that's not so bad it's like yes it is <laughs> it is very bad that he's saying this and i don't know how you can kind of come back from this type of thinking uh, especially with the people he surrounds himself with uh, one of the guys who like guitar techs who worked with him with sleep and high and fire and plays in his new band is the person who turned him on to all this so i just i I'm not going to say don't listen to his bands if you don't want to. That's up to you. It's just, I have zero interest in listening to any of his stuff or seeing anything now, knowing that he believes in this sort of stuff.
0: Yeah, and he's like this. Um, as you scroll down, it, it, it only gets worse. Um, so the uh, the gentleman who wrote the article, he challenged Matt Pike a little bit and uh, asked if uh, he understood that American Jews felt threatened and not interested in Uh, Icky's ideas about lizards especially right now um, he redirected and how he redirected it's like poetically stupid Um, because this is how he defends himself he says Trump is all about the Jews he moved our headquarters to Jerusalem he works for the Jewish bankers it's really weird that a bunch of Trumpers would hate on a bunch of Jews so (laughs) I mean I would love to unpack that statement but I don't feel like i have to it's like all the trumpers they're the ones that you know we consider to be the anti-semites but matt pike's over here saying well that makes no sense because they can't be anti-semites because they uh are, are part of the grand jewish conspiracy that's definitely not happening anywhere it's it's just so strange it's so unhinged and um
1: it seems to me that like the One of the major issues, I mean, not the major issue, the major issue is the thing that we're talking about right now, but one of the major issues that Mike Pike has is that he is profoundly inarticulate. Like, he cannot describe his ideals in any satisfactory manner. Uh, he trips all over his dick, and he's just trying to halfway remember the things that he's read or watched on YouTube, and it just does not come out in any kind of coherent manner.
0: <laughs> yeah, of course not. And I have I have a theory about Matt Pike. I have a take about Matt Pike and all of this shit and all the like lizards and the like. Oh, we're we're living in like a, a flat Earth society. Just like people who are like this and they have conspiracy theories like this that are in, impossible to prove uh, and just complete complete manic episodes of insanity. Even though they sometimes make these complex YouTube videos that are very articulate and seem well researched, et cetera. Et cetera. I think that it's bullshit. I think this is part of his brand to be like a crazy space age stoner. And so he goes off in these ways because he thinks that's what people expect of him. Like, it's just like an attention seeking insane behavior. And it happens a lot more than we call out.
1: It's like, okay, well, I think that's actually a really interesting angle on that. I had not considered, but it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, here you got this like stoner
0: just orange ant playing wackadoo guy who's got to make albums about you know jesus going back in time and getting his eyes fucked by aliens or whatever stupid shit he's writing about in his albums and so he's got to present to himself as this guy who thinks these insane things but i don't know if he truthfully does and i'm not saying that he's not held accountable for these beliefs and he's not held accountable like he should because when you pretend to be racist just to be funny or just to get attention, that's still racism. That's (laughs) That's still (laughs) (laughs) anti-Semitism. Like when I see the guy going down his pickup truck with a swastika flag on the back and a big red and white banner, um, there's a 50, 50 chance that this guy is just seeking extreme hate attention or he really thinks that the Jews are up to something.
1: And I guess the question is what's the difference at that point?
0: (laughs) Exactly. But it's like when you see cryptozoologists, you got these guys knocking on trees out in uh, the woods and making sasquatch calls and they're doing it because they know they got a history channel fucking camera on them. It's not like they think bigfoots out there, they're going to find them this time. So, I don't know, man. I think it's I think it's just like this sort of really insane contrarianism that really holds no cuz you can't argue with a guy like this. Because they study on how to argue with reality and everything you could say to them like, hey, you know how the sun rises a certain way and sets a certain way and the, the earth is definitely round, And th- these are all the photos from that we've been having for decades about the stuff like he'll say, well, that's made up by Jewish lizard bankers. You know that that picture not really in front of you. It's been artificially translated into your brain.
2: I think that's giving him too much credit. I think he's a drug-addled idiot who uh, has not had a good life, and I think in the article he talks about, about having a rough upbringing and having severe ADHD, and he, uh, you know, has very little education. And even in this article, it says he loves to read history and mythology, but he admitted that Joe wrote interviews and YouTube videos remain steady sources of information about potential conspiracies. He's just a guy who can play guitar who's managed to find some success doing that and sits in a van or a bus for eight hours a day until he's taken to the next stage he's thrown on, just being inundated with stupid, hateful stuff and we know how algorithms work and we know how this circular thinking works and this is just what he is now and I don't think he's capable of Coming to terms with it and realizing that things that he says and believes, and now the songs that he writes, uh, affect real people and are harmful and hurtful and that he's surrounding himself with uh, a lot of bad people with bad intentions
0: yeah and and even if even if my take had any water whatsoever i mean all of those things are still definitely true like you'd have to be a huge idiot just to act like that and say these things out loud and you know it's not even uh, a good
2: business thing it's not like he's a tommy vexed or he's trying to make catchy music to appeal to some sort of maga audience he's just blaring on about smoking god's bong or whatever for the 30th year in a row and I don't know. That appeals to a fairly small audience, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. The, the funny thing about like Matt Pike and Sleep is that Sleep is one of the, the few quote unquote metal bands that the normies in my life pretend to be into. <laughs> uh, oh man, yeah. It's like
0: it, it's definitely
1: black light poster metal.
0: Yeah. And, I, and uh, I, don't, I don't
1: want to call anybody out. I don't want to say that you know, your, okay your like enjoyment you. of this band is entirely, uh, you know, uh, all image based, but <laughs> I might do that on another episode. I, I would like I to might call not do out, that
0: this very minute, but when we take the record button off, I'll definitely do it.
1: Yeah. I, I, I want to call out uh, my mutual friend on Twitter at nervous curtains who said, I don't need Pike, Matt Pike to be virtuous or thoughtful. Certainly don't need him to be progressive or leftist. I just need him to not be actively racist or anti-Semitic. But what can you do when he can't see what's wrong with using, using phrases like Jewish bankers? And that seems like a pretty good uh, read on yeah. everybody in general.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a great sum up. It, just, it takes such little effort to not be this bad of a person ultimately and not to have just completely reprehensible thoughts thoughts and thought patterns but oh god it's just you know i don't I, I one thing that i think is really great and i think is really important about this npr article is that it puts it all out there and none of us have to talk about the guy again if we don't want to that's because like, it calls my- him, it brings it all up and it you know calls out everything that he's done and everything he's said and it's just like you know if, if you really want to move on from him like all the information is there to do so <laughs> go ahead jordan i'm sorry
2: and uh I- I think my initial reaction to this, and I still believe it, is take what he said and just replace it with uh, Goat Moon or Varg or any of these well-known actual racists and anti-Semites who are proudly – that's what they believe. It doesn't sound any different. It really doesn't. So it's just do with this what you want, but – I mean, even if you want to take this Jewish banker stuff, replace Jewish and put it with a historically underrepresented group, like it's it's horribly offensive. And it it hurts a lot of people and there's no good to come out of it unless he takes some serious thought and reflects on it and apologizes and understands why people are upset about it. It's not about you. It's not about you're losing your freedoms. It's not freedom about speech. But you're saying awful things that are deeply rooted in awful stereotypes and purported by terrible people. And I don't know where you go from here without
1: doing that. That seems that seems like a fair point. Uh, related to an earlier... Point you were making about this, about you know, just basically uh, living in bong smoke on a bus and feeding your brain with you know unadulterated nonsense, you know, all hours of the day and night. I don't know if you saw that the deftone Stephen Carpenter is not going to be doing their uh, their European tours. <laughs> uh, I wonder why. <laughs> well, he's he's doing uh, the foreign exchange student of what Dismember is doing to us. <laughs> um yeah doesn't doesn't want to get uh vaccinated because again uh, ruined his brain with uh with weed and uh and i don't know fucking long ass youtube videos so it's kind of neat kind of cool kind of fun to see oh man the gen x uh generation and we've watched motley crew destroy themselves over and over again it's fun to see gen x do it now yeah. Yeah. And he's, he's an excellent
0: example of what I'm talking about, how it's impossible to have an honest, open conversation with these guys where they can consider any reality in terms of their conspiracy theories. And uh, I think he said somebody was like bringing up scientific points to him about how the world is definitely round. And uh, paraphrasing here, obviously, but he responded that, "Well, uh, we're in a simulation right now, and in the simulation we're in, yeah, all that stuff is true, and the world is definitely round. But in the real uh, plane of existence that we actually exist in, outside of the simulation, uh, that world is flat." So, you know, how, 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 do <laughs> how do you counter that? How do you? You can't. That's the point. Is that, and that's that's why I tend to err sometimes on the side of attention-seeking nonsense is because these guys have figured out these really elaborate I mean not elaborate but stupid (laughs) just mental gymnastics on how to get around honest feedback and so you know you take that from what you will but of course you know you can't give guys like this credit you do have to call them out for uh, pushing things that are harmful to certain demographics no matter what their intentions are obviously so I just, I don't know. I think it sucks. I think some of this bullshit is part of his brand in the terms of Matt Pike. I think it's part of Stephen Carpenter's brand is like a bunch of like, like a pair of just ugly deadheads that are way past their time. And maybe they could be pulling some Kanye West ask ways of grabbing attention for themselves and getting their bands back in the press by just spouting complete nonsense. I don't know. I, I just I don't think, think it's going to
1: work that way. Yeah. I, I
2: think kind of building off of what you're kind of trying to suss out and how it's a gimmick or they're cave I think it if we want to go that route, it's unintentional. It's become who they are. It's their identity. It's – they kind of believe this stuff and then it just consumes them and it's who they are and there's no room for anything else. Like diehard Trump supporters yeah. who – just live uh, you know, impoverished lives and just read all these things about him just being a bad person, doing awful things, and it doesn't matter. Nothing will matter. There is no answer. There is no article that will come out revealing, oh, okay, now I see. I was wrong this whole time. It, this is who they are. They've staked everything they are on this one person or these theories or this type of thing. And oftentimes there's almost no way out of it, especially for getting into older people or people who have no other outlet other than playing on a stage and looking at their phone, watching Joe Rogan just flat out make stuff up. Like, I don't know if you saw, it was this past week, uh, I think he was trying to talk up how there's uh, some law that Australia was trying to pass that the government could destroy your food and your phone arms and in real time the people who work on the show is just like no there's no article about that like this doesn't exist and he's like oh, oh well I guess it was fake and it's done
0: <laughs> <sighs> right but it, but it plants a seed and then articles start coming up where they're like is there really an Australian law that Joe Rogan is talking about because you know the 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 controversies out there Joe Rogan said something stupid and so people start looking into why did he say that why did he think that was true and then the narrative gets out there, and it's like uh, a fucking dung ball just rolling downhill, collecting more and more shit until eventually you find yourself with a Facebook group that actually believes it and is writing their own articles and purporting what's really happening.
1: But I mean, like, so this can work two ways, though, right? We're so used to just seeing uh, horse shit come out of the mouths of these assholes that, you know, make life worse. For, for everyday people, but you can go the opposite way with this. You can, re- you can create your own misinformation and you can spread it gleefully. Is Jeff Bezos a pedophile? I, the sources I've heard are saying yes. I, I, I mean, <laughs> I don't have the article in front of me, but I've been hearing this. So I just, I'm just saying, you know, put it out there, have a little fun with it. I, I
0: mean, I don't think the left or the right, um, is, uh, it, is immune to snopes.com, you know, and I, I hate that shit. Like I, I actually do. I, I think when the, the left makes stuff up, it makes, it makes them look bad. Um, I remember when like vivid, I don't know why this come, pops out of my head, but there was some 4chan ed, edlo- edgelord just covered in the most, like I went to one of those military surplus stores to buy as much shitty, like Russian gear as possible whatever guy he was head to toe and he's like twirling an umbrella and he's smashing windows. And uh, it was during the, the major BLM protests and people were filming it and they were saying, look, the cops are doing this. The cops are smashing windows and blaming it on us. It's like, no, this was just some asshole. And it was very clear to me that it was just some asshole. And I don't say that in defense of the cops. I say, hey, let's post the videos of the things the cops are actually doing with actual badges on which are plenty in, of evidence irrefutable, use. right? Like why would we go around making stuff up when someone like Jeff Bezos is so factually terrible? <laughs> I guess that's, I fair. can write an article in a minute about how bad
1: he really is. I guess that's fair. You know, uh, if you want to be effective, you have to go after somebody who has a uh, smaller profile, I guess. Uh, so.
2: Or someone that's tweeting through their very public divorce with reality and <laughs> losing literal billions of dollars every day. God, I hope or
1: he literally fucking having dies. a divorce. <laughs> fucking hate that piece of shit. Um, no, honestly. Whoever look, could you mean? The fucked up thing is like when Tesla goes down, and it will, it's going to take the yeah. entire economy with it. And I'm going to be so fucking pissed about that.
0: <laughs> like I said, like, like I've said on Twitter, I mean, I, Jeff Bezos serves. Most Americans, uh, Steve Jobs served most Americans. Bill Gates serves most Americans. Who's driving a fucking Tesla that, you know, dickheads like that? You personally know
1: dickheads as like a person.
0: <laughs> you, you t- <laughs> right. I don't I don't see them. I see them every once in a while, maybe as often as I would see um, like a Maserati. Honestly, that fucking often. Do I see someone driving a Tesla? Because these are sixty, seventy
1: thousand dollars cars at like the base model. I, so, I live in Dallas, man. Like you can either buy an F four fifty or a fucking Tesla to show off what a piece of shit you are. So that's what <laughs> I'm got surrounded two, by. There are two wolves that lives inside Dallas, man. Yeah, They're I understand. Both
0: assholes. They're both huge, <laughs> insecure pieces of shit. <laughs> I get that. But I just look, man, most people don't drive Teslas. Most people. don't. That's true. And for him to be the richest man in the world in spite of that is just insane to me. It, it all brings it back to speculation. Like this guy is worth so much money just because people are investing so much in his stocks because he, you know, wears cowboy hats on Twitter and, and says curse words like that's just money is a lie. And I hate that it causes so much suffering based on
1: probably nothing most of the time. All right. Let's back out of this because I don't want to talk for another 15 minutes and just get madder and madder. (laughs) I do. Let's let's close out this show with a bit of good news. All right. Really? We have that? (laughs) Barely. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all right. Uh uh, the, By all means. The please. good news I got this week is that uh, Blake Ibanez, the, uh, the guitarist from Power Trip, says that uh, Power Trip is coming back. And I got to say, uh, Riley Gale has uh, left a hole in my heart with his passing. Uh, so seeing those boys getting back together uh, with plans to do something new is, is giving me a rare uh, bit of joy in this dismal, dismal world.
2: He hasn't gotten specific about how they're coming back. Do you think it's going to be, we have B-sides, we had some unfinished stuff that we're going to put out in an album with, or do you think they're like going to get a new vocalist?
0: Probably the latter. I, I, I think guess.
1: they're getting a new, like, again, I have no inside information whatsoever. This is all speculation, but those boys are road dogs. They, they need to play. Like, they've surely been working shit-ass jobs the past couple of years, and they want to get back to to doing what they do well. So I my bet on this is that they're forming a, a full unit again. Might not even be called yeah. Power Trip, but it's it's going to be those guys. I mean, I think they have the right to. Um, I, I do too.
0: Yeah, I think I think they 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 made great music along with Riley, and they will make it uh, in his absence, of course. But uh, I mean, I, I think what's really important to note here is the years that have gone by since Riley's passing without any Power Trip. And it's like one of those things where if if somebody loses a significant other to to death, like after the years go by, I mean, you're really happy for them because they're eventually putting themselves back out there and putting their happiness first. And they they took the time to grieve and move on. Whereas like you got your Pat Oswalt who marry somebody two weeks later, you know, it's like "Mm, that's kind of fucked up. I and I, I, th- I hope that, you know, your black volume murders and otherwise, like, you know, do take the time to just let let people grieve and they don't just jump on the next possible focus because we have seen that in the past where bands will just replace a guy instantly.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like those boys, they work their fucking dicks off to get yeah, to like the next level. And just right as they were there at all, it all came crashing down and a great band. Like I, I saw power trip more than any other band in my life. They were a constant presence in my life for like 10 years. I want to, I want those guys to get back on the stage. Yeah. Cause we're talking about multiple
0: really good dudes. Yeah. Um, you know, with, you know, Riley, I mean, irreplaceable of course, and you are going to have people who will say that, you know, this isn't a good thing. You should just let Power Trip died with Riley. You should move on, do something else. Maybe start a new band, new name, whatever. Um, I don't know if I agree with that because you know, Power Trip was the sum of its members. And these guys have taken a long time to think about their next move. And I mean, if they uh, find somebody who appreciates the spirit of Power Trip and Riley and et cetera, I, I think it's a, I think it's a cool move at this point. So good for them if they're making something else. Here's so hoping anyway.
1: What do you think, Jordan?
2: Yeah, I'm sure they'll come back in some live form, probably with another vocalist, and it'll be good for them.
1: Well, I think that since we had one two-minute segment on something good happening, along with uh, 63 minutes on something bad happening, we can, I don't know, can we close this one? We can call it a show. That's how they should be. Well, everybody, uh, we'll see you next week. Take care of yourselves, and we love you. Yeah, keep it metal. We'll see you next week. Thank you.
0: listening to 66.6 fm radio Radio tovh the flush